0: Welcome to Afterthoughts with Tam and Jen.
1: We have some thoughts. Okay. We have there some. So we came together. Thoughts? We came together to regroup on what we have listened to and what the viewers have listened to because mm-hmm. we have some questions. We have yep. some on what we would do if this was us. So if you, that's going to have the viewers go back and listen to the story on Jessica and how powerful it is of a mother who overcame the worst possible thing, a nightmare for her kids. Right. Yeah.
0: Now. I'm going to go ahead and recap the story. This is the story of Jessica. She has three um, children, two daughters and a son. And she found out four years ago that all three of her kids had been molested um, and had an inappropriate relationship for several years with who they called Papa, um, their, their um, grandfather. And
1: it was their step, their step grandfather.
0: Yes. But they didn't know that they, they thought this was their, this, they thought this was their grandfather. And so the story of Jessica was just how she shared of basically how the truth came to light and, um, just the devastating news and what it did to her personally as the mother, as the caretaker, um, so yes, I, I highly recommend, um, listening to Jessica's story because we've, w- what we want to do here is really pull out those beautiful little nuggets. Those, yeah. um, she gave us so much wisdom and things to look out for. Um, and there's
1: so many statistics on it, right?
0: Yeah, there okay. are. We, yeah. We wanted to share statistics on this, but we also just wanted to just, st- to highlight this story in a way of like, you know, when something like this happens, what you can do about it. So let's just go ahead and open up with the statistics. Yeah. Approximately 1.8 million adolescents in the United States have been victims of sexual assault.
1: One in six in the United States is sexually abused before the age of 18.
0: Yeah. One in four girls in the United States is sexually abused before the age of 18. 82%
1: 82% of all juvenile victims of sexual assault are female.
0: More than two-thirds of teens' sexual assaults that have been reported occurred in the residence of the victim, the offender, or another individual.
1: Wow, that's... You don't even realize how many are out there. Right,
0: right. So one in four girls in the United States. So
1: our goal is to hopefully help more people speak up to get the knowledge on what is truly going on in their house or with their kids. I mean, what if your child came to you and said, I was touched?
0: Mm, That's a good question. Um, I think for one, you have to be super clear. Like with my kids, I didn't want them to associate. Like when I talked to them very young about um, appropriate relationships and appropriate touching, because I didn't want them to think all touching is wrong. And it's hard for a child to know the difference between someone touching their elbow or, or someone touching somewhere else. So, um, for me, I just opened up the conversation with my kids about the way it felt to be touched by certain people and in what ways. Yes. Right. Because it's really the emotion that goes into certain places that you're touched, right?
1: Do you think they know if it's like uncomfortable? Do do kids know? I mean, I've never been in this situation. So my thing is, are they, even though we're teaching them, do you feel like these kids know when it goes beyond?
0: Well, that's what I feel like you have to teach your kids. You have to teach them how to um, feel into their own guidance system. Like for instance, m- l- how many times I know my kids, they're very intuitive and I've kind of always allowed their intuition to guide them. So they'll be like, that person doesn't feel right to me.
1: Okay. So, it, so emotion, the feel they get.
0: You're trusting yourself because you're like, something doesn't feel right about that person. We all have that, right? There's we some all types, have intuition, yeah. but it's like, you have to be trained really young to be guided by your intuition. Okay. So for like, for, for parents, instead of saying, I know what's best for you and I will tell you what's right and wrong you ask them what feels right to them. You're basically letting them kind of tune their tuner to like feel things out. So when they get into a friendship and that person isn't very nice and you ask them, well, how does it feel to be in a relationship with this person? You're teaching them to use their emotions to guide them. And if something doesn't feel right, You want them to trust it, right? But you don't want... You're not going to be there for every step of their journey. You're not going to be able to tell them what's right and wrong in every occasion. I mean, we send our kids off to school. We send them here. We send them there. They're not with us 24-7. They aren't. So Mm -hmm. we want to teach them how to guide themselves.
1: And I think that's our ultimate goal. All parents... Well, most parents. Most parents. Yes, we, ho- we would hope that they would want the best for their kids and kids are going to make mistakes. And that's what the biggest thing I had to learn is letting my kids make mistakes and grow because if they don't make these mistakes, they're not going to grow. Yeah. They're not going to learn for themselves. Like I can't control every situation. I'm not in control of it. And so that's what I learned, you know? It was, it's so powerful to learn
0: And that. I think too, it's like... Kids are going to go through stuff, right? We've gone through stuff. Kids have gone through stuff, and I think it's just good for them to know that there's like nothing that they can't overcome. Go through, overcome. right? Yeah. And so it's it's just basically being okay with the what isness. It is what it is, and like like we see in the results, like one out of four girls, they they're, they go on. They live happy lives if they so choose, but it doesn't have to take you down and it doesn't need to be made into this like life altering, horrifying circumstance. It doesn't like sure, shit happens to us. Let's be honest. Shit happens to all of us, but it's really about what we do with the shit that defines us.
1: So, so you're telling, okay, so your kids coming to you, they tell you, they get touch, they feel uncomfortable, right? That communication is really good between you and your kid, right?
0: Mine personally?
1: person. No, I'm saying, I'm saying because you want to have really open communication, right? And even if it's not open at that point, it can grow to become open. So that, that's my biggest thing. If they're coming to you already and the communication is great. That is huge. So they're coming to you and they tell you like this person touched me or your reaction, like Mm-hmm. Going back to that is is what?
0: Well, I say try not to react as much as possible, but respond. Yeah, and, emotions. And this, isn't, and this isn't you know you know as as the trauma coach that I am. That's always going to be my go to statement: is like, don't react, respond, yeah. take a deep breath, ground in. Like, you know, it's the being okay with the what isness. Shit is is gonna hit the fan at times. But what are you gonna do about it? What are you so gonna ground, do? ground in? Because you don't want you don't want to add to that trauma.
1: No, and I think and I think that's where where my mind was at is if when when we heard that from Jessica and she's like, you know, my son never spoke up until he saw another um, family that Remember, happened.
0: Yeah, with the other family member that came forward and got exposed, that opened it up for him to be able to be like. That's what happened to me. Yeah. So with
1: that communication, having your child just come to you. And I know the yeah. communication you have with your kids is absolutely incredible. So doing that, you don't... And my first response was like, oh my gosh, I I could go kill him. Like I'm going to jail. Yeah. Like I... My emotions would probably take over and I'm not trying to get all the attention, but that's where our heads go yeah. if we're just using our emotions. But I love what yeah. you... I love that. So what, yeah,
0: And think about it like too, like... You want to minimize the damage on the kid yes. and, and your kid already went through an experience Oh my gosh! and they had the balls to come up to you and tell you, right? Cool. And you want to be like, oh my gosh, like my response would be like, thank you so much for telling me. That would be my response to my kids. Thank you so much for telling me. Go what? ahead and... Yeah. Why would not? Keep, no, I know. I keep know. Keep going. I'm listening. So I'm listening. i be like, like thank what? you so much for telling me. You know what, what's bothering you about the situation? What? What? What's your oh, take shaking. on everything? It's right. A, it's I, a hard it's, subject. It's what and I would. Yeah. That's and okay. so because my goal with my kids as they got older is I wanted to be as safe as I possibly could, so that if place. they came to me and said, "Mom, I killed someone," I would be not reacting, but responding. Like my goal is to be their ally and not increase their trauma, increase, you know, okay. the negative. Okay. And which is that's that's that. And amazing. so you have to understand what trauma is. Trauma is a high state of negative emotion, right? High state <sighs> yeah. of negative emotion. And so you don't want to add to that. Okay. So your kid,
1: your kid comes to you and you said, thank you for telling me. And then what would you do from then?
0: Well, I would, um, I would ask them about their emotions, how they're feeling. What
1: questions would you ask? Every I viewer mean, is out there wanting to know what I questions.
0: I would don't press for, que- for answers because I, again, I don't want to take anything up to a heightened state. I'm not going to be like, tell me everything you know and what happened, every little detail. No, I want to make it safe. And it might be a step-by-step process. She said it took a year, right? Jessica said it took a year and a half for all the details to come out. And that's a long time. Well, if it's over the course of many years, this abuse happened for many years. Okay. Many years. Okay. So three years, she said the, over the course of the abuse. So you have to just, you, you have to understand that that's most of the time that's the case where there's like this priming period where like, there's like this earning of trust, this manipulation, it doesn't always go to an inappropriate relationship right away. So, and that's, what's so confusing for the kids because the kids think that this is love you know, one of my clients, she was, um, she was molested by a very close member of her family for a lot of years. And it was so interesting when we went back through the trauma work because she didn't even, she was unaware of how that relationship, you know, progressed, like here, this, this person that she really loved. And it was, it's very confusing for a child to understand, okay, you know, like, this person really thought that there was a, a That's sad. right? So with a child, you don't want to put your beliefs on them. You just want to gently ask questions and, and whatever they're comfortable with telling you at that moment. But if you press them for answers, yeah. when they're not ready, they're going to go like this and they're not going to want to talk to you. Um, out.
1: that happened to me, like when I would ask Aaliyah questions and if, if I was pressing her for things maybe. Oh, your oldest. Yeah, Yeah. my oldest. And she's 15. She went to a public high school for the first time. Like, Mm -hmm. so I was like, pressing for like, what do they do in the bathroom? What do they do this? And then she was like, I'm, give me a second, like, you know, let me just slowly, like, it's just overwhelming. And I can completely understand that. And she's 15. So imagine these first graders that are going through that second graders, you know, like with Jessica's story. And so, or since that's when it started, So, okay. That's, I mean, so, and you think the open communication, I know we've talked about that and I,
0: yeah, open communication is good, but it's also like, it's, it's like, like I said earlier, you want to be the safe person for your kids. So if you're a reactionary person, you're not safe. Okay. Right? Because they don't want to come to you with something because you react. You get angry every time. <laughs> I'm not talking to you personally. I'm no, just but saying, I
1: know because I feel it. That right. it's it's so true. Like what she go, is saying is they're gonna
0: go to the calm parent. Yeah. They're gonna go to the calm person. They're gonna go to the person that they could trust. No judgment. There's no judgment. So that's what I've worked on establishing with my kids is like, you can tell me anything. I'm going to, I'm, and I, and I really, if they come to me and they're being raw and honest, like I'm not going to give them a consequence. I'm just simply going to be here to help guide them to the next step. I'm not, I'm not trying to give them a consequence. Life is going to give them consequences. That's what I was just going to say. Life is also going
1: to give them consequences. Um, you know i like to share especially because of all the trauma like if if our kids are going through something that we've been through like we have the experience we can kind of tell them hey if you choose this route this is what it's going to lead you to because i experienced that i know you know right like but so i love the honesty it, too of the open But then letting communication. it go
0: Letting it go and letting them make, they make that decision if they so choose. Cause we can't like, I, it's so crazy.
1: And I'm going to, I'm going to say this. It was like when I was younger and my mom, I was like, if you don't let me try this, I'm going to do it outside the house. And imagine to my mom, who's barely 30 and I'm, you know, high school is like, I'm 15 years old. So she did it with me. I'm not going to say what it was but it that's for another another show but she um, did it with me leaving us on pins and needles she did it with me Because I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it outside. So we're never going to be able to watch our kids twenty four seven. They're going to experience life. They're going to do whatever they want. I was going to do it regardless, and I continued to do it, whether my mom did it with me or not. So the thing is, you're right. You're
0: so right. It's like not going to stop anyone from doing anything. You're not ever going to be able to control your kids. Give that up right now. You will never be able to control another human being, including your kids. And I was going to put that in too, is that when one, um, takes advantage of a child, it is this impressing control upon them because they feel out of control. It, it has to do with their own state of feeling powerless. And so, You want to instill inside your child in order for them not to be a match to a victim situation like that. You want to teach them that they are powerful, that they get to create what they want, that they get to take their thoughts captive, that they get to think about what is good and pure and true because you attract what you think about. So let's let's teach our kids how to purify their thoughts. Let's teach our kids how to love and adore themselves. Let's Especially, teach yeah. our kids how to be powerful. It that, instead of powerless. Uh, because <laughs>
1: I just got the shakes. It's so shakes. you dropped the mic. I know I got a little. Oh, but a because snack. because there's so much negativity out in this world. Like why.
0: But they're getting it from their parents.
1: Yes. And their parents are bringing it in. But my thing is they're already going to experience the hard out in the world. Like show them everything you possibly didn't have or everything that you want um, them to know. Yeah. We just found one of
0: your relative beliefs. What did you just say about what's out in the world? I feel like there's negativity out in the world. See? And so it is. But what what you want to instill in them is there's only good things out there coming for them.
1: Oh, good. Yes. Yes.
0: Right. Because it's like,
1: we, well, you can't control if someone like hits the back of your car or something. Right. And we
0: can control our response to life. Oh, our responses. yes. But we also are in control of what comes to us, whether we understand it fully or not. This is an attraction based universe, which means that which is likened to itself is drawn. That's why two people can go walking down through the same exact street at the same exact time and have very, two very different experiences, right? Because we're creating for ourselves, and what we um, expect, we get. Yeah. So if I have an expectation that only good is pursuing me, than it is. I used to have, and here's, let let me give you a little something too, because dreams are like a pre-manifestation, right? They're just letting you know what's going on in your subconscious mind. So for years, like after my dad died for years, I had this same nightmare of like this man chasing me and my dad chasing this man. And my dad could never get to me to save me. And It was this dream I had on repeat and it was because I had this fear that since my dad was gone, there was no one there to protect me,
1: which was, which is
0: not true. That's not true. No, that's not true. But But that was a belief that I had held in my subconscious mind for so long and it manifested in the state of that dream. So I was always felt like I was, um, I was powerless to defend myself because the person who was supposed to protect me, you know, croaked. So it's just when I started taking my thoughts captive and I said, listen, I get to create for myself. And I started thinking on purpose instead of just regurgitating old thought patterns. That's when I changed from being a victim to a freaking gladiator.
1: (laughs) I love it. I do. Because it's so like you do choose your experience. And that's one of the biggest things that you have taught me is what you put out there is what you're going to get back. And if you put out there love, like you're going to get love back. Love never fails. I always say that. One of the things that um, I said in speaking with Jessica when we did talk was what are some things that you would do Um, differently or change. And she said the communication. So I love that we brought open the open communication. They're able to be them and express themselves and just understand their intuition. She said
0: said not just communication, but she said there wasn't enough detailed communication because communication is great, right? It's great. But she said detailed communication. Okay. um, We're talking about like the inappropriate, Touching,
1: okay, so there wasn't a lot of that
0: she said there was not a lot of communication in depth about what was like
1: because the kids were threatened. Okay do you think that oh beforehand,
0: yes beforehand,
1: okay, so you're saying so she
0: said when we asked her, um I if remember. It, it when we asked her what she would um suggest for others to do, she said. Um, to communicate in detail about what's appropriate and what's not. And she said she did not do that very detailed. Yeah. So that, I think that's a great thing. So communication is good, but like detailed. Detailed communication communication. and open communication, right? Yeah. Um, And I loved how just sharing
1: with your kids, like how amazing they are, beautiful, Mm -hmm. how loved they are. And that just opened up. I know that opens up more, more things for You are kids. so right.
0: Because when, when a lot of these, um, these pedophiles, um, what they're doing is they give the child that, and the child is hungry for that. <gasps> so they will juice them up. Tell them how wonderful they, they are. Tell them how this they are. Yes. Tell them how that. And that child Negative is attention. so hungry. No, they're so hungry to be, to be loved that they Bond themselves to this. Person. Yeah, but
1: they're bonding themselves to something that's a negative attention, right? There's negative and positive attention. But they attention. don't.
0: But they don't know that because this person I know. is praising them. Yes. So they're like they're they're eating they're it, up.
1: it. They're getting it from other places other than their parents, right?
0: So if the parent is like, we're supposed to be praising our kids regardless. We're supposed to be constantly praising them, constantly praising them, because when we're young. We don't have the upper faculties of of mind, right? So we don't have the ability to reject information. If you're telling a child they're doing things wrong constantly, the child thinks, I'm wrong, I'm bad. So it's a programming thing. So you want to praise them. You want to look for all that they're doing right. Praise them for it. Make it a really big deal. And mostly just that. I
1: wish we can do... um... I wish we could tell everybody the first coaching thing that we did together, it, it changed everything. And it's, it's in conjunction of what you just said on yeah. telling that little human, how much yeah. everything
0: that you wanted to hear. And it releases so much. I mean, yeah, let me go ahead and add to that because to to give a little backstory, when she's talking about the little human, it's the young version of you. It's the four-year-old version of you that's still inside of you, that will always be inside of you. And so we do this process where we go back to that inner child and we give that inner child all the love that it desires and requires. That was my
1: favorite. And if you do that, just just do it now. Start now. Mm -hmm. It's not too late. And Um, even if you had, even if you had all that trauma and you don't have kids or you're dealing with it yourself, like just helping yourself heal. But now it's completely changed how I raise my kids, you know, and what, what I put out there for my kids to Mm -hmm. perceive their perception. So I love it. And I always go back to that because when you say do this for your kids, do it, do it for your kids. Yeah. It'll change them.
0: It'll change them forever.
1: So, I mean, yeah, that's the, the, the thoughts on Jessica's story is, I mean, she is powerful. She went through a lot. She gave a lot of knowledge and good advice. Um, the wisdom. I just, I really think that I would love a part two with her Mm, one day. Yes,
0: absolutely. I, I do want to, um, end with this. Um, if your child does go through, um, come to you with anything, please seek, professional help. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not because I'm a trauma coach. I'm not a big advocate for talk therapy. I think there's, I think there's more specific, more, um, more productive. Like for for me, I think trauma work with a child, um, would, would be, would be ideal for a situation like this. But the first thing you should do is seek some professional help that, that will always be, I mean, aside from what the way you respond with your child, that's very important. But second to that, get some help for that child as soon as possible. Because, um, what I've noticed with, with trauma is the, the faster that you kind of get to the root of it and you can neutralize that trauma, the easier that it will be. And secondly, is that kids are so, very responsive to trauma work. I, when I do sessions with children, they, they can get through it so quickly because they're so pure. So get, get them in as soon as possible, get them with someone that is a great fit for them. And a great way to know that is to see the results from them working with this, um, professional. So thank you so much for joining us on my anonymous friend. And we will see you next time. Yes. Next time.